0: Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit praisechapellasvegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. In our lives, God is looking for a house to dwell in. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, it says, Do you not realize that your body, somebody type in my body? Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You somebody tip type in I, come on, don't belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. God is looking for a body to dwell in. Come on, so that He can be legal in our lives, be legal in our marriages, be legal in our ministries, and be legal in this world and in everything that we do, church. If we can make God legal, make Him legal in the church then victory, somebody type in victory, come on, victory will always be ours. In our text that I've been using for this series is Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. It says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you shall call him Emmanuel. We make God legal, listen, church, By making our bodies, say my body, come on, type in my body, a dwelling place for him. Last time I ministered in part one, I'm just going to go over just to refresh a little bit, that spirits without bodies are illegal. Ever since the fall of man back in the garden, God started this building process of coming into the earth to make himself legal. God is looking for a body to be legalized. He wanted to come to the earth legally because he needed a body, he needed a house to dwell in in order to break the curse of sin. I minister that he started by a man by the name of Noah, and from there he went from his great-grandson uh, Abraham to his wife Sarah who was uh, of 99 years old amen uh, to Jacob amen to a son who had a son named Judah and where we get the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Judah is where Jesus came from. Like I said, I'm bringing a point here, and I'm just going real fastly through part one, amen, that that God is looking for a body. God is looking for a house to dwell in, to make a way to come and make himself legal here on earth. Now, Judah had a great-great-grandson who had a great-great-granddaughter, amen, by the name of Mary. Mary is the mother of Jesus. Are you following me, church? Somebody type in, Yes. God would choose Mary to bring Jesus, listen, into this world in order to make God legal here on earth. Come on, somebody. So in God's divine timing, something happened to Mary. The angel of the Lord appeared to her. And if you turn to the book of Luke chapter 1, 28 to 35, it says this, Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord himself will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, for his kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, well, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. In verse 37 and 38, if you scroll down, it says, For the, Lord, for the word of the Lord or the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you said about me come true. And then the angel left her. So here, church, we have Mary. And she is a virgin. Come on. And she brings forth a supernatural seed into the earth. Now the prophet Isaiah in chapters 7 and 9 saw this way, way before all this happened. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it says, All right, then. The Lord Himself will give you a sign, look. The virgin will conceive a child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, it says, "...for a child is born to us, and a son is given to us. The government will rest on His shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." His government and his peace will never end, for he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the lords of heaven's armies will make this happen. So here's Isaiah, and he's thinking, who is going to believe my report? Who is going to believe the revelation that the Lord gave me, that a virgin, a virgin is going to conceive a child. Come on. And this child, this child's name shall be called Emmanuel. Now, you got to understand, church, this is hundreds and hundreds of years before, now being fulfilled with Mary in the book of Luke. Now, what does Emmanuel mean? Well, we know that the scripture that I just read in Isaiah said means that it got with us. But let me break down the name Emmanuel to you in the Greek and Hebrew to make a little bit more sense. Amen? Now, the word im, the beginning im, means inside. The word man means mankind. And the word el is a, 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 a ilio, which means God. Therefore, Emmanuel means God inside a man get that amen Isaiah couldn't believe it God is going to come inside of a man come on in the in the ninth chapter of Isaiah it says unto us a child is born unto us a son listen you got to follow this a son is given notice that the child is born but the son is given and John chapter 3, 16, come on, for God so loved the world that he what? He gave his only begotten son. The angel told Mary that, you know, this is what the angel told Mary. You are going to produce a child, but God is going to produce a son. Come on, you're going to produce the body, but God is going to produce the spirit. Come on, you're going to produce the house or the dwelling place but God is going to produce the resident. Come on, somebody say amen, type in amen. Come on, Mary, you're going to produce the dirt, and you can call the dirt Jesus, but God is going to produce the Spirit, and I'm going to call the Spirit Christ. Come on, come on. on. Now you have Jesus, Jesus who is 100% man, and Christ is 100% God. Now you have God on earth walking legally. Come on, somebody say amen. Type in amen. What a day. Let me tell you, what a day that must have been when Jesus met Christ. When the Christ on the inside met Jesus, the flesh, on the outside. It was through the body of Jesus' church that God was able to bring the spirit of Christ into the earth legally. You see, without the flesh, Christ was illegal. You might say, well, why, why did God need Jesus? Why, why did he need the body? Because listen, church, spirits cannot die. Come on, you got to understand, spirits cannot die. Romans chapter 6, 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through, our, through Christ Jesus Christ. Jesus our Lord. Amen. So in order to pay, pay the wages of our sin, come on, somebody type in my sin. In order to pay the wages of our sin, Christ needed a body, the body of Jesus, because a spirit cannot die. Are you following me, church? But listen, a person of flesh, come on, somebody, can. Come on, your flesh, come on, type, type in my flesh, your flesh would die. This flesh We'll go back to the dust of the earth. But your spirit, the most important part, church, keeps on living, whether it be in heaven or whether it be in hell. Now, another thing that the devil does not want me to talk about today, and that is this. Spirits don't have blood. I want you to sink into that. Spirits don't have blood. The devil, his demons, angels don't have blood. But can I tell you something, church? Jesus, come on, somebody has some blood. He messes up the devil every single time. More than anything else is the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody, Hallelujah. Come on. Revelations twelve verse eleven says this on the New King James, and they overcame him, speaking of the devil, by what? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the Word of our testimony or their testimony. Listen, I don't care what the devil brings against you. I don't care what kind of lies he's trying to feed you right now in this time and hour that we're in, amen. If you simply pull out the blood of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus over you, come on, it will back up the devil, his demons, and from from your home, from your marriage, from your kids, each and every time, church. Come on, you'll mess them up each and every time with the blood of Jesus. We need to plead the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, over our homes, over our lives, over our children, over everything right now because the devil can't mess with it. He will back up each and every time, church. Come on. Come on. So let's get back to the story here. So here we have baby Jesus. Now, the average Jewish baby weighs around 8 pounds. So we have Jesus with Christ inside of him. So as Jesus is growing up as a normal baby, come on, let me know that he still needed his diapers changed. He couldn't just go down and go, it's gone. No, no. He had to change his diapers. They, they were changing his diaper. He still had to learn to walk. He still had to learn to talk, church. He hung out with other kids. He played in the streets of, of Bethlehem, uh, kicking the ball around, throwing, throwing things, kicking rocks, whatever he was doing. He was a kid. He was a normal kid. But as Jesus is maturing, Christ on the inside is waiting. Jesus is saying, come on, Jesus, we got to grow up. We got a mission to do here. Then the day finally comes, church. Jesus reaches his 30th birthday. And John says in John chapter 1, 29, the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him, and he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That same day, Jesus gets baptized. If you go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, it says this. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and enlightening upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son. In whom I am well pleased. And then from that time, church, Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness. The Christ inside of Jesus tells Jesus on the outside, let's get this job done. But you know what? I'm gonna try your flesh out. I'm gonna try out this flesh a bit before we go any further. And so in Matthew chapter four, it says that Jesus is led into the desert. To be tempted by the devil, and after 40 days of fasting and uh, uh, 40 days of day uh, fasting, days and night, uh, and being tempted, Jesus returns in the full power of the Spirit. At that time, church, uh, after this 40-day fast, after the being tempted, amen, he comes out of the wilderness uh, full of the power of God, amen, uh, and all of a sudden something inside of him stood up, church, and the spirit man uh, took over uh, the, the God inside of him. God stood up and said, you know what? Let's do this. It's time to do what we came to do. Now you have Christ legally walking on earth. So he started to walk into the villages carrying Christ legally. That's why you can walk up to the blind man, lay hands on him, and be healed because Christ was legally inside of him. The Bible says that his sight was restored. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 8 25 says this, and Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were open, and his sight was completely restored, and he can see everything clearly. Hallelujah. Come on, how many know that Jesus helps us to see things clearly today? Come on, somebody. Come on, come on. Jesus is the one that opens up our eyes. Jesus is the one, uh, come on, our eyes were blinded, amen. uh, But then Jesus comes into our lives and opens our eyes. uh, Come on, he restores us, he heals us, amen. All this happens, church, when Jesus uh, comes into our life, when he becomes legally in our lives, church. Come on, somebody. Come on, give a hallelujah there. Type in hallelujah. This Jesus, church. We were lost, and we're, now we're found. We were bound, now we're set free. We were blind, but now you what? Come on, type. Type in I see. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says, after the wilderness, Jesus went into the synagogues and began to preach with authority. And the people were amazed. There was a man who was possessed by a demon, and the demon said, I know who you are. He didn't recognize Jesus, church. Listen, he recognized the Christ inside of him. Come on, in Luke chapter 4, 41, it says this, and the demons came out of many crying out saying, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuked them and did not allow them to speak for they knew he was the Christ. See, he was the Christ, not the Jesus, but the Christ. They recognized the Christ, and they probably recognized it, recognized him because Christ was sitting on the right hand of the Father when they got kicked out of heaven with Satan. They said, oh, I know who this guy is. That, that's the Christ there, amen. They recognized him, not Jesus, but Christ. You and I, church, must must say I must." Type in, I must. "I must. I must carry Christ legally inside of us. We've got to carry him, church. And when Christ is dwelling inside us, then you and I will walk with authority. We will walk with authority in the times that we're living right now, church. Come on, not in fear, but in faith. Come on, not in worry, but in prayer. Not, not in fear of this virus, but walking in victory, church. When Christ is dwelling inside of us, all those other things get pushed out. And Christ becomes legally in our lives, and we start to trust in the God that came to save us. You know, we can stay, and we can, we can, we can, we can make it, church, as we let Christ inside of us. Let Him come in and comfort you during this time. I know that some of us, you know, we're going through some seasons. But let Christ inside Let him dwell inside of you. Let let your house, let this this body become a dwelling place of him, that he can dwell and give you the confidence and and guide you and teach you and and to speak with authority over your homes, to speak over authority over a situation, to speak to fear and say, get out of here. Come on, tell the devil, get out. Type in, get out. Hallelujah. You got to tell the devil, get out. Take a hike. You You can't live here. Faith lives here. Faith lives here. Victory lives here. Come on Come on. I plead the blood of the Lamb over my house. I I plead the blood of the Lamb over this virus. Amen. Come on. Nothing can take us away from God, church. We must let him dwell inside of us. He wants to have fellowship with you and I. And when he's in here, we carry him legally. Come on. You'll feel it, and the world will see it. Come on. You feel it. And the world will see a church. The church is looking for someone that's walking with authority, with an answer. And if we can walk with the confidence of Christ inside of his church, let me tell you, come on, then we walk in that authority. We walk like that soldier with that full armor on. We walk, amen, with the, the character of the fruit of the spirit inside of us because Christ is legally living inside of us. And that empowers us to win this battle that we're in right now. In the other battles that we'll face down the line, church, we need Jesus. Somebody say, "I type I, mean, I need Jesus. Come on, I need. I don't. About, I need. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I mean, I can't wake up tomorrow and say, "Jesus, I got it." No, no, I need you, Jesus. If you don't need him, I'll take your Jesus. Hallelujah! Come on, we we got. To, we need Jesus every day. Christ, we need him to dwell every day. We need him to stand up every day. Come on, when that flesh is getting up, church, uh, come on, that, that woman's getting up inside of you, that man's getting up on you, come on, put it down, press it down, and bring Jesus up. Come on, don't let that flesh overtake you right now. Come on, the flesh, come on, the flesh is being tested right now, church. That's why he had to go to the wilderness. Come on. He goes, you know what? Before we get this job going, before we need to do what we need to do on Calvary, I'm going to have to take you to the desert, Jesus. I got to test this flesh and see if you're lined up with me in the Father. Amen. And so he went there, and Jesus prevailed each and every time, every temptation. He prevailed. Why? Because the Christ that was living inside of him, church. Come on, somebody. He's living inside of him and empowering you. Come on. Somebody say power. Type in power. That's what you have when Christ is dwelling inside of your church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, church. Come on. Come on. 1 John 4, 4 says, because greater is He that is in you than He that's in this world, church. There's greatness inside of you if Christ is dwelling inside of you. You know, during this time of of isolation, I, God, I, God, I'd be reminded. God, I need to walk with you every single day, and so every day I'm clothing myself, putting Christ on, putting on that armor, putting on the fruit of the Spirit. You know, getting into the presence of God, seeking Him. He desires to have fellowship with you. He wants, He want, He longs to be with you. He want, He wants to, He wants a fellowship with you. He wants to spend time with you, Church. Come on, we're busy. Come on, look back. We were busy, church, and things we're doing good for God. We're doing God things, but sometimes we're doing a lot of God things, things for God, but we're not spending time with the Father, and that's not good, church. We need to spend time with Daddy. Come on. I'm having a great time with Daddy every morning, drinking my coffee, talking to him, getting into prayer with my wife in the the morning at 9 a.m., nine to ten, I mean, it's just a great time, a great presence here of God, but He's spending time with us. And He wants to spend time with you. And you can do that by legalizing Him in your life. See, this is is a place right here. God, I want you to dwell in this temple. God, I want you to dwell in my life. I I offer you my body. Come on, He laid down His body for you. We need to offer our bodies to Him for He can live inside of us. The, The world can see who Christ is within our lives, church. You make God legal. You make him legal in your homes, in your marriages, in your in our church, in the city of Las Vegas. You, it's you. Somebody type in me, me. Somebody type in we make God legal or say I make God legal. Come on, type it in. You got to mean it. Come on, if you don't type it, you don't mean it. Come on, I make Christ legal. I'm offering my body. Come on, we need to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Allow Him to to dwell inside of us, church. And watch what God does. If there's worry inside of you, then Christ is not fully in there, church. Christ will kick worry out like this. Kick all the stuff, all the negativity off like this. You know, bring a confidence, a confidence inside of you. Bring a comfort inside you. Bring guidance. You know, these emotions that we have are, are real, but don't live there. Don't stay there. Allow the Spirit of God to help you through it. Amen, church? Amen? Hallelujah. 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 We make Christ legal. I'm going to close today, church. I'll be finishing up a part three because it gets gooder. <laughs> type in gooder. Hallelujah. It gets gooder and gooder, church. I'm telling you, man, I wanted to bring it all today, but man, it's just too much. Too much. And man, this one one message turns into a three-part message. I because mean, there's just too much. You can't rush this. You gotta, you gotta let it sink inside of what, what it's all about, church. Now finish that up on Wednesday. I want you guys to come on back. Somebody type in come on back. Come on back. Come on to our Wednesday night plug-in service here, uh, right here on Facebook live at 7 p.m. on our live stream. Just invite people, continue to invite people, but come back if you want to hear the, the last part because it gets gooder. Hallelujah. God is looking for a dwelling place, a body that he can be legal here on earth, church. You make God legal to this unsaved world. You give hope to others who don't have hope, church, by allowing Christ to dwell in yeah? What's your bar you did for? Right All of us?